Thank you, and welcome to Journeys in Grace with Pastor Eric Hubbard. Today we're going to go more into the study of God and uh, the Bibles. I think the, the, the main theme of this subject is the Bible, words to live by. And we're going to delve more today into the Holy Spirit. We ended that the last message, uh, the last uh, teaching that we had, talking in, in 1 Timothy, talking about the mystery of godliness and how that God is a three-person uh, some would say a tripartite God, but God is not separate. He is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But we're really going to, again, concentrate on the Holy Spirit today because in many circles, the Holy Spirit is, uh, to use the word, uh, taboo or forbidden, bad, evil. Uh, because in some circles, they believe that the Holy Spirit was uh, went away with the, with the apostles. That is, uh, some would call him unnecessary. They would say that... Uh, you know, it's, it's for only a certain sector. If when some, when most people do believe in the Holy Spirit, it's for they believe it's for the super saints, for those who are uh, holier and, and greater than any of us who have time to go around in a, uh, in monasteries, or those who uh, spend their hour after hour after hour after hour after hour praying and, and in their Bible with no other word or no other no other uh, no other thing to do in life except read the Bible and pray in tongues. But that's not what Jesus said the Holy Spirit would come for. Uh, as we read last time in, in John 14 and John 16, Jesus described him as the comforter. That's who the Holy Spirit is. He is the comforter. But he does more than comfort. He is the power of God. Uh, we're going to read today. And let's start, let's start out today in, in 2 Timothy, first chapter, 7th verse. You'll read what Paul began to talk to his son Timothy about what God has given us. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. But what did he do? He gave us the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and of a sound mind. So we just break that down in talking about the spirit, which, got, which, uh, which came after Christ ascended up into heaven. In the, book of, uh, in the book of Acts, if you read that, if you want to read the beginnings of the Holy Spirit as it moved upon the church as a whole, or the body of Christ as a whole, um, the first stanza of that book says, he hadn't given us the spirit of fears. In other words, the spirit is not, uh, the Holy Spirit is not something spooky. In other words, something weird that, you know, he just comes upon you and jumps on you and you all of a sudden you start speaking another language or, or um, uh, many uh, have made the Holy Spirit unreachable for the ordinary saint, the the, uh, the ordinary man and woman who just have a life. Yeah, most of us, you know, you're not, we're not full-time ministry, we're not full-time um, uh, in ministry. We have life, we have families, we have jobs we go to, we have families that we deal with, we have relatives who we must deal with, you know, we have issues, whether it's trouble in the marriage or finances or um, uh, whatever the case may be. We just go about our everyday life. But what the Holy Ghost or uh, Holy Spirit is, he is, he is one who's in this fight with us. And when we have the Holy Spirit, he makes the fight unfair. Meaning, as, as, as Paul began to tell Timothy here, God has given us a spirit of power. The Holy Spirit is the dunamis inside of every believer who will receive him. If you read the book of Acts and has Paul and Peter begin to go out and begin to uh, not only teach Christ, but let the people know that, you know what? There is another, there is a, a helper, the comforter, the paraclete. As you go on and study the Holy Spirit, uh, you will read that he is there alone. He will come to not only live in us, but to work in us. 
He is the one that brings holiness and righteousness. When Christ uh, comes into our lives and we receive the Holy Spirit, he works out righteousness through us, through the word that we receive and then believe. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about the power of God. The dunamis of God that works in the life of every believer who will receive him. And again, as we walk this walk, all of us are going to, you're going to encounter circumstances where you will say, Lord, what must I do? God, how am I going to get out of this? And I can't tell you, I can, I can tell you countless times where I've had situations that come up in my life. Some of them that I knew of that were happening, others that um, I had no idea, but somehow God got me out of. And as I was Preparing this message, I begin to think about uh, early before, I mean, right before I got married and, and, and married my wife, Danielle, how that uh, as I was had, a, had my first job, I was so happy. I, we were, um, Danielle and I were saving money to, to uh, uh, as we were preparing and trying to get an apartment, to, our first apartment home and, and doing all, doing these different things and, you know, and, 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 and uh, that, that propose people do, uh, engage people do. And as we begin to do these things and, and as I begin to work, I got this job. I was so excited. My first IT job. And, uh, I just went to work. I was, uh, I became a, you would call them today. I was working in the operations room. It basically just as a clerk, I had my degree, both of my degrees at that time and overqualified for the position. And one of my jobs was just delivering, um, I'll make this a short story. I was just delivering, um, I was delivering reports every day. I would work the second shift, so second shift, and sometime I'd work the midnight shift in this uh, two-person, uh, three-person operations room. And I would uh, in the and in the evenings, uh, especially on Thursday nights when the when the run, we would back in those days we had the card reader where you know you take the cards and put it into the card reader, and it would see it go down into the. Uh, into the uh, card reader, and we had the big circular tapes in the computer room. That you would take them and load them up, uh, things like things of that sort. And then everybody would have read on the report, and I we we put the report and print it out, and we'd rush it out on Thursday nights because Thursday nights was when we would report all the uh, the weekly sales, and at the month end would be the months monthly sales. So uh, I would have to take those to the department heads or whatever. Just as soon as it came out, my 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 boss would give it to you, and I would give it to me, and I would take it out and give it away. Long story short, uh, over time, my boss said that uh, one of the managers said, you know, that Eric, you ought to just get rid of him. I don't like the way he walks. My boss said, he questioned him. He said, why, you know, why you want to, uh, why you don't like Eric? And, you know, he went in the, he really didn't have an a explanation. He just said, you know what, I don't like him. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like how he walks and delivers reports. You know, my boss didn't tell me this at the time. He told me years, this years later after I was calling him one day. Uh, I had moved on and moved on up in in the in the IT field. And at that time, it struck me. I said, God, I said, why would this man? You know, he always smiled to me and greeted to, greeted me to, and 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 all when I brought him reports. But he never gave me any inkling that he will he wanted me to lose my job. But my point is that the Holy Spirit kept me. He 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 built the fence around me. And this very person who was trying to get me out, uh, one day I came into work and him and all of his crew had been moved out and a new crew came in. But my whole point in saying that is the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit is a protector. His job is that the scripture say he comforts us. Sometimes, Lord, God will keep information from you, keep the worries from you. When, you know, sometimes some of us, we want to know all the information. We got to know everything, every detail. And I tell uh, folks that have learned that whenever things come upon us, 
don't make your, whenever sickness come upon you, don't go and make all of your efforts in finding out about the sickness. But what we need to do is find out about what God says about it. He's the final, he's the final judge. So whenever things come up, make God your first resort, not your last resort. Not after you've taken uh, all of the medicine, had all the operations, had all of the uh, uh, things that a doc the doctor can do. Don't make God your last resort. In other words, your last uh, resource. Make him your first resource. Make him your first resource so that you can get the mind of God. Sometimes it is for you to have surgery. Sometimes, you know, you need to go for, for consultation. But your first consultation should be, Father, what should I do? And you can get honest and clear direction from God. For the scripture says in 1 John, 1, 1 John uh, 2, 21, it says, uh, uh, we are like him. In other words, as he is, as Jesus is, so are we in this life. So think about it. Where is Jesus right now? He's sitting at the, at the right hand of the Father in heaven, at the right hand of the power of the whole universe. That's what Jesus says. Do you think he's weak? Do you think he's sick? Do you think he's, he's without, he's hungry tonight saying, oh, Father, you need to go get the angels and, and rustle up some food and I got to figure out what I'm going to No, none of those things come. Why? Because we know he's the God of all supply. He has every need met. Everything. And this is what he has provided for us when he gave us the Holy Spirit. The, Jesus called him the comforter. He said, I won't leave you comfortless. When the people, when, we, when, when, when there were times when uh, uh, Jesus was teaching the people and the disciples said, Lord, you need to send them away because the hour grows late. And Jesus said, I'm not going to send them away because they'll, they'll faint. And they had come out into the, out into the countryside to eat. And this, many times they, they, they met for days and hours and Jesus would teach them. So Jesus said, what do you have? And somebody said, we only have two fish and five loaves of bed, bread. And the, and the disciples said, what is this among so many? What does Jesus tell them to do? Tell them to sit down. And you read the different accounts of this miracle that Jesus did. He told them to sit down in the companies of 50s. And this was just, and he, as he sat them down, he took the bread in his hand and the fish blessed it and told him, and now here, take this. And can you imagine 50 men, I'm talking this is just one section of 50, here comes the disciple with two fish, broke two broken, two fish that were broken up, and some bread, and said, here, take this and spread this among yourselves. Two fish. No, this was pieces of two fish and pieces of uh, five loaves. And it fed 5,000 people. If Jesus can feed 5,000 people through the power of God, why can't he feed you? Why can't he feed me? How, why would we think that, that, that God's going to leave us out? Rich Dipter says that, uh, that, that if we being uh, earthly father, he said, if you give good, good gifts to your children, why would you think God would give you, a, when you ask for a, uh, a bread, he'd give you a stone, meat, he'd give you a serpent? Why would we think that we are better fathers or better parents than God? Not so. But again, as we begin to read the scriptures today, I want you just to have this in mind, that God sent the Holy Spirit here to comfort us. Not, I've heard some people say, well, when I was, uh, you know, I was praying and I realized that I said something wrong or I did something wrong and the Holy Spirit just convicted me. No, the, the Holy Spirit came to reprove us of one sin. And I'm going to read that thing to you today as we go about. 
So again, let's 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 go and just read about what the Holy some of the attributes of what this what not only what the Holy Spirit is, but what he is not. So we just read here in First Timothy, uh Second Timothy rather, uh one and seven, how that uh the scripture says here, he said, For God has given us a spirit of fear, not not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, meaning the power to 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 tread upon serpent, the power to cast out devils, the power to pray over your sick child. The power to uh, to give you wisdom and knowledge. The book of Ephesians, and what a great book that you, whenever you give it, have some thought or some, uh, when doubt afflicts your mind, our minds, and we begin to think about what am I going to do? You know, my finances may be low, my, 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 uh, uh, my you may be unemployed today or looking for employment, thinking that what am I going to do? But the scripture says in Ephesians first chapter, as they begin to talk about, and matter of fact, the whole book of Ephesians talks about how God has outfitted us for the purpose he has, has, has called us for. And Ephesians 1 and 8 says that he's, in, he's, he's endued us or empowered us with all wisdom and prudence. The wisdom is the knowledge of what to do with the, uh, wisdom is, is the equipment to know what to do with the knowledge that we get. The prudence is to know when to use it or how to use it. Uh, another word for prudence is discretion. See, so many times you can have the answer. But it's not time for the answer. And that's what the Holy Spirit has come for us to have, has come to equip us with the spiritual gifts that we will know how to operate at a level above the, the, uh, the earthly man. A level above the world. And when you're outside of God, you're, that's what the scripture calls being in the world. Because you're not of the body of Christ, but that person either through ignorance or choice don't have decided are, are, are walking in, are walking at a level that they don't know God. But if you've been born into the family of God, if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have the advantage of having the Spirit of God who's in communication with God, who's come to comfort you, to lead you, and to guide you into all truth. When you get an opportunity to read the book of uh, St. John, chapter 14, 15, and 16, again, how as Jesus talks about what the Holy Spirit came to do and how he came to equip us to tell us things to come, to comfort us in our times of weakness or our times of lack or our times of, well, uh, and there'll be times where, where you maybe get, you, you'll lose a battle that you, through uh, 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 ignorance or through uh, sometimes, many times it's through pride where we think we got it. I found in my own life many times, the very times that and, and when I approach a small matter and I don't pray about it or I don't consider what I should do, but I say, oh, I got this one. And you find out, no, not only do you not have it, you lost what you thought you had or what I thought I had because I didn't consult God. But let's go read on today. The time is going by quickly. Uh, so let's go now to the book of Jude, and we're going to read what Jude 1 and uh, 20. Jude, Jude's at the back of the Bible. If you in Genesis, you're in the wrong place. Jude has one chapter, and this was, I believe Jude was one of the brothers of Jesus. Uh, Jude, first chapter, we're going to read around verse 19 and 20. And we're going to read about what the Holy Spirit is here for. Uh, let's go to verse 20. It said, Be ye beloved, Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. See, we have to keep our faith built up. And not only do we have to keep it built up, we got to learn how to use our faith. Faith, you can't keep faith. You have to, faith is in motion. It's either growing 
or decreasing. And he said, uh, Preacher, how can faith decrease? By you not feeding it the word. Hebrews, read the book of Hebrews, 11 chapter said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as we meditate and not only just meditate on the word, we have to use the word that we hear. If you, if you, are, uh, so God, if you want to have more faith, then you got to you learn to use the faith that you have. You don't need a, a boatload of faith to uh, accomplish things in God. What you need is less unbelief or less doubt. So what are you ask me? What are you saying, preacher? The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. It's not about how much faith you have; it's how much unbelief and doubt that you have. Because Jesus says uh, it only takes a grain of uh, mustard seed to move the mountain, to speak to young the mountain and cast it into the sea. It only takes a seed, grain, grain, if I can say it right, a mustard seed type of faith to accomplish what you need to accomplish. So it's not about the size of the faith you have. It's about the amount of unbelief that you have. And unbelief comes from what? It comes from ignorance because you don't know. It comes from denying the truth that's been presented to you. And you say, oh, no, that's not true. I don't, I don't believe that. There are many people who will, you bring them to tell you, you know what? That's more than just uh, having salvation. That's also that you have to also have the opportunity to walk in the power of God and walk in the Holy Spirit by speaking into, oh, no, I don't want that. That's for them, them holy than thou people, them holy rollers, them crazy people. You know, they hear them, you know, they want to throw that speaking in tongue on you. And, and, and you know, you're speaking all weird. God did not give us the spirit of fear. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. But of power and of love and a sound mind. The power to walk in this life in victory. That our marriages can be strong. That our children can be raised and they grow up and be good citizens. Not only that, but they can be prosperous and they can move forward in life. And they too can have a sound uh, marriage and a sound relationship with you and your family and your children and your grandchildren. Uh, power, love, so that not only do you have love for your family, for your spouse, for your children, and for your uh, 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 extended extended family, your relatives, but not only that, but for your fellow man. So it won't just be you, me, mind, but you will, you'll have the understanding that God not, didn't just send us for ourselves. God didn't just bless us for us. He blesses us so that we can be a blessing. And this is what the Holy Spirit comes to do, is to give us understanding bring all things to our remembrance that's what his job is all right and the last thing is power love and a sound mind meaning that i can hear what god is saying to me and apply it to my life well i won't try to live the life that the joneses do across the street or do what they are doing whoever they are i will measure myself as corinthians says by others he said we to measure ourselves by ourselves among ourselves and not wise then I, you are my measuring stick. So if you're only making 79, but I make 80, that's still not 100. The elders used to sing a song, uh, 99 and a half won't do. And the only way you're going to make 100 is by your faith in knowing that it's not my righteousness, but it's the righteousness which is accomplished in the grace of God which he has given unto me. Okay, let's go on today as we, as, as we begin to wrap this up. Going to go now to... Uh, let's go to uh, John 16 and verse number 18. St. John 16, I'm sorry, St. John 16 and verse number 8. 
8 John 16, 8 says, I'm going to read a little bit in front of it. Uh, he said, nevertheless, I tell you, this is verse number 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient or necessary for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, will not come unto you. For Jesus, when he was on this earth, he could only be at one place at one time. But now we know he can speak to all of us at one time through his Holy Spirit. He can speak to every believer at, at whenever and however they will receive it. He can give it to you in a dream through the word of God, which is the most prevalent way that God speaks to all of us. He can speak to you uh, through a witness, through the prophet. But it's, most, but it's most necessary for us if you, if all of us would get into the word of God and learn it, then we can try the spirit by the word. We can try the spirit and say, you know, does this line up to what the scripture says? Does this line up to what's written in the, in the word? Is this a New Testament belief that, you know, back in the day, you know, back in, uh, in the Old Testament, uh, the Bible says in the uh, in, in the laws that uh, if if, uh, if a brother if you if they broke an arm it was an eye for an eye or tooth for a tooth you know if you kill my cat I kill your dog you know uh, uh, um, you know it, it was it was about about retribution or payback that's a good word for retribution payback but we know in the New Testament Jesus said love your neighbor Paul said in Corinthians he said don't uh, don't think it a great uh, uh, a thing that your neighbor, your brother would defraud you. He said, let them defraud you. Have not, and this is me talking now. Basically what Paul is saying is, there are times when we have to take the loss. To put it in modern day English. Sometimes you may have to take a loss. People in church will hurt you. If you hang around church long enough, and some people say, oh, that's why I don't like to be around the church, because you get hurt. You're going to get hurt in every part of life. Your family will hurt you. Your spouse will hurt you. Your children will hurt you. You can get hurt on the job, both naturally and, and, and emotionally. So hurt is in the world, because we live in a fallen world that's subject to sin and evil. However, we have the comforter on our side. So the, uh, the continue through that seventh verse. He said, but I depart. I will send him unto you. And when he comes, he will do what? He will reprove the world of sin. We're going to keep that. Keep that in mind. This is what the Holy Spirit will do in the comforter. He will reprove the world of sin. He didn't say sins. He said to reprove the world of sin. Then he said, you could keep on in that same thought. He will reprove the world of what? Of righteousness. Then going to say it again. He will reprove the world of judgment. The latter part of that verse in verse number nine. He can reprove them both of sin. Why? Of sin, because they believe not on me. This is the one sin that will take you to hell. If you do not believe that Jesus Christ is coming to the world, he is the son of God, that's what's going to block the door for any who do. If you don't go, if you don't go to heaven, you know it's not, it's not adultery and fornication and all that. He said to reprove the world of sin. Why? Because of belief in Christ and belief as you as we learn of him, as we allow the word of God to cleanse us from the inside out, all of those things will fall away. A relationship with God will move you away from the sinful behavior and sinful actions. Because then, because if you allow your action to determine who you are, then you're denying the, 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 the very spirit that's on the inside of you. Many times our actions, which are, which are derived from our, uh, our sinful heart, see, our heart's got to be changed. How is our heart going to be changed? Go to uh, Romans 12, chapter 1 and 2. 
He said, Paul told the Romans, he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, what? A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The verse 2 says, and be not conformed to this world. In other words, don't, put, don't follow after the world's fashion. I'm not talking about the clothes that they wear, but I'm talking about the way the world thinks. The world has pushed God out of their thinking. And it's all about the, the, the good that's in man. But the Bible says, all are sin and come short of the glory of God. There is none good, no, not one. All of us at our very core are, are, are selfish and concerned about ourselves. But when you take on Christ, and when you take on the Holy Spirit, who will, through the washing of the water of the word, will bring us to a place in Christ, to where our spirit already is. Our spiritual man, which is the new man from 2 Corinthians 5, 17, um, that the way it speaks of that old things are passed away, behold, all things have become new. Our spirit is new. Our heart and our will and emotion are catching up. How? By us learning the word and using that, letting that word come into us. And through the washing of the water of the word and the Holy Spirit working on that inward man, then from the inside out, we are changed. And people see that we are no longer the man or woman that we used to be. Now we are walking in righteousness, not in our righteousness, because then we make it our own self-effort. But when we allow Christ, the hope of glory, and the very Holy Spirit, who will speak of Christ and lead and guide us into all truth, when we allow him to work through us, live in us. And as I read to you earlier, uh, in earlier teachings about, uh, in the book of Corinthians, around verse 2, chapter 2, verse 20. I'm sorry, um, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Where it says, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of Jesus Christ. I live. When Christ died, I died. But yet I live. Yet not I. For I live by the faith of the Son of God. By the faith of Jesus Christ. I don't, you, when the, the, the New Testament believer, we don't even live by our own faith. It's Christ in us. That's what's made the change. And that change comes about by us acknowledging Christ and allowing the Holy Spirit to live in us, to rise in us. And as he takes over more, and as we decrease, as uh, John the Baptist said, he said, I decrease that he might increase. When we submit ourselves to learning and yielding to the power of God, saying to ourselves, this is not my fight. God's got my back. I'm not going to have to. No, it doesn't mean that we are a, a, a rug so people walk over it all. I'm not saying that. But I'm, what I am saying is that we are led by the spirit of God. We're not led by our emotions. You have to harness. You have to. Uh, we all of us at one point or another. And somebody said, well, you know what, my, I, I don't have to worry about uh, all of those things. Just get, just get you, if you got a driver's license, just come and drive in, 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 in my city's traffic. And you, somebody's cutting you off or giving you the finger or, or uh, doing whatever, almost running over you, or if not, running you off the road. And you will, we'll see how much temperament you got. But what I'm saying is, I'm not, it's not a test that I want you to come and try to take. But all of us, what I'm, my example is, we all have tests. Your family will test you. Relationships test you. The boss on the job will test you. People, you tell somebody that you're Christian, they'll sit back and someone will literally put temptation in front of you. Just to see 
If they can break you down, I told you she wasn't all that. I told you he wasn't all that. But what we are, are children of the most high God who've been, who, who, who's, who's accepted the Son of God as our, as our Savior and will fill with the Holy Spirit all those who will receive him. He's here today. He's right here, right now. But you can only get the Holy Spirit if you believe in Christ. Can't get the Holy Spirit without, without Jesus. You can't separate the two. Can't separate uh, uh, the Father from the Son. Neither can you separate the, the Holy Spirit from the Father and Son. These, these three work as one. When Jesus spoke of the Holy Spirit, he said he won't speak of himself. Whatsoever he hears, that's what he speaks. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, I, I don't speak of myself, but I've heard of the Father. That's what I speak. Because they're a one. And if we want to walk in victory, in power, in the authority, if you want to walk in true prosperity, and I'm not just talking about money, I'm talking about in health, in relationship. If you want to walk in true prosperity, that's what true prosperity is. That's what true salvation is. Well, you're blessed in your, in your family. You're blessed on your job. You're blessed in relationships. You're blessed uh, uh, in, in, in your very mind, your health. All of those things come from salvation. But we can walk in true power, true anointing with the Holy Spirit. I didn't get halfway of where I wanted to get today. But I just thought it was so important that I talk about today, about the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the power of God, which is available to every believer who would receive it. I hope you got something out of this today. You can reach us at uh, Pastor Eric Andy at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-A-N-D, uh, capital D-E-E, at gmail.com. Or you can write us at uh, Pastor Eric at Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. That's Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30064. Be blessed today and pursue and study the, 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 the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how he's come to aid and support us as we walk in life, in the journey that we're on. In Jesus' name we pray. We hope, praying for all of those who are listening to this broadcast. Be blessed, be healed, and be delivered. In Jesus' name, amen.